started. Anyway, it's the Hour Power. Um, Bob, a member of BYOC. Uh, I'd like to just start. I had a topic here. The topic's going to be enlightenment is to stop worrying, right? Think about that. Enlightenment is to stop worrying, right? So we in life, that's usually, to me, it's about being in fear and being in worry. Most people, they, they want in life, we want to be happy, right? That's our main thing in life is to be happy. So when we become enlightened, it's saying here we could stop worrying. Worrying about what? Worrying about the future, worrying about the past. You know, I had said the other day, I'm always planning my past or I'm regretting the future. So we could be in totally in the present, just, you know, with this enlightenment being, you know, an eternal present they talk about. And the steps in our program talks about that, the steps and, and getting into the uh, higher consciousness, higher power out of the self. I have a few quotes here. Let me read one of them. And, you know, here, here's really an interesting one. Listen to this. To study the self is to forget the self. To study the self is to forget the self, right? Usually, the way I always studied the self was to figure it out, figure everything out and, and what I could do. And by doing that, I was making the self more there. I mean, I was, I was saying, well, I have to do this. I have to think about this. I know the way out. So that's getting into the self more. So it's saying here, you know, so we have to surrender that idea. This is the idea we had through our intellect that we could figure everything out and we can't. So, to, you know, so that's another quote. Um, to study the self is to forget the self. And here's the second part of it. Listen to this. To forget the self is to be awakened by all things. Okay, when I'm in the self and I'm worried about the selfishness, self-centeredness, that's on page 62 in our book, I'm not aware of anything. I'm not aware of, of the universe of love and tolerance for people, of getting along, of being happy, being joyous, joyous. I'm full of the defects of character. And then another quote I have here is that it's all not true. Okay, so all these things and these plans and designs and the way we live life isn't true. So right here, right now, understanding these concepts and working these steps, we can have that knowledge and, and that there's a way out of this problem. And it does say, let me read right from the big book. And it starts right off in the doctor's opinion, talking about the self-knowledge. It says here, with our ultra-modern standards and our scientific approach to everything, we are perhaps not well qualified to apply the powers of good that lie outside our synthetic knowledge. Again, so outside our synthetic knowledge, they, they felt even the doctors and scientists at the time, he started to realize that the problem with us addicted people could be the food, could be the alcohol, the synthetic knowledge couldn't help us. And everything we do though, through the diets, through these programs, through self-help books is all about the self and the self-knowledge. But in our program, we learn about, and step three talks about that higher consciousness and higher power. And step four, it's interesting. I have here the defects of character. I have a list of them here, right? But it's interesting that all, like the selfishness, dishonesty, self-seeking and being frightened all has to do with the self. So the enlightenment comes on, and the, we talked about, you know, the other meetings about the light coming on, the enlightenment, well, that happens when we get out of the self. When we started to, my spiritual, okay, here it is. My spirit, just the whole key here for me. My spiritual awakening was I was driving in my car and I had a resentment towards somebody. And I started to realize that I didn't have to think that way. 
all of a sudden it dawned on me the resentment was towards the ego easing got out was towards the self so that was like a simple thing like that was a spiritual awakening when i didn't realize that for 10 20 30 years i had i didn't have to have resentment towards people even for a day two days right in these steps and doing this program and through these steps I had a change, a change, a spiritual awakening when I realized that. And it talks about here, enlightenment is to stop worrying. When the light went on, the enlightenment came on was to realize that it wasn't all about me and the self. It's getting out of the self and, and dying to the self. It's called dying to the self. Um, and, and there's another quote I have here, and I'm sure a lot of you heard of it. It is better to conquer the self than a whole army, right? A thousand people, a thousand man army, it is better to conquer the self. Because when our attitude changes, the world around us changes, changes, acceptance is the answer. So anyway, the whole point of this whole thing is this, and the steps in this program tells us, if something is bothering you right now, if you're filled with like, you know, I have here a list of defects of character, and I'll just name some of them. resentment, fear, selfishness, dishonesty, false pride, jealousy, envy, laziness. These are our liabilities. These are our defects. Where do these all come from? Again, the self. Putting importance on the self. It's the ego easing God out. So the thing is, we created this craziness. Step two said we had to be restored to sanity. And right here, right now, we can just absolve ourselves of this insanity. Do you realize that? That the shift comes when we start to realize that our whole thinking is, is off. It has to do with the flight or fright response. Now, if you're in a wilderness and a bear is going to attack you or a lion, or if somebody has a gun to your head, yes, then you get frightful. But we use it for everyday things, like if somebody looks at us the wrong way or says something. So we have this shift in thinking, this transformation. Step three talks about being reborn we start to realize the truth, okay? The truth from the false. The truth is, is that the ego and the self is a lie. All, you know, all of these things that we see with our five senses and all of these things that we engage in life really is, isn't true. And the reason it's an illusion is because we know that 10 people looking at it will see it 10 different ways. So we can go out there and enjoy the world, but we observe it through our mind and our consciousness. And that changes as we as we think about things in different ways. But when we get centered, you know, we have prayer meditation in our meeting, we get centered and we get with that, do these steps in this work and we realize and we get out of the self and into a higher consciousness. You know, really this consciousness, people try to figure out what it is, but it really is something that, that's been within us all the time. We've had this way of thinking totally, it's our soul. It's really deep down in side of every man, woman, and child, as it says in the big book, is this higher consciousness, this way of thinking, right? And what happens is, is that we started to, through doing these steps, we start to get out of the self. And that's where all the worry, the resentment, the fear, the depression. Do you realize every time you have these things, what are you thinking of? You're thinking of yourself. So it goes back to the thoughts of the self and what's going on, you know, with the self. Let me just do on page, we're going to doctor's opinion on page um, XXVII, it's actually 28, Roman numeral 28. And it says, in the last paragraph there, it says here, 
in the middle of it, it says, well, I'll read the whole paragraph. It says, men and women drink essentially, essentially because they like the effect produced by alcohol. The sensation is so elusive that while they admit is injurious, they cannot, after time, differentiate the true from the false. So differentiating the true from the false, this is what the whole enlightenment, this is what the spiritual awakening is about. The truth will set you free, right? You heard that. So being honest, honesty means, and it talks about that on page 58 on and how it works, honestly understanding these concepts and these principles as laid out in the simple program. Again, I call it simple, but we're complicated. We want to complicate it, right? And, and I use the quote, to study the self is to forget the self. To study the self always meant for me, I had to analyze or figure it out or understand it. And, and, and if I only did this differently, if I only let this person know how I thought they should, um, they th should think, if only everybody else would act right, my life would be great. But then I realized, and the switch came on, we talked about that in the last meeting, the light came on when I realized that that's all nonsense, that's all false, that's created by my self-centeredness and self-centered fear. You know, little children, look, little children are always pretty happy, right? You see them go out and play. But as we get, became adults, God gave us this gift of a higher intellect, a way of thinking, but we misused it. We misused it again for somebody called us a name or the way we dressed. And we decided to take our upon, upon ourselves through the ego to say, well, I got to be upset and I got to resist and fight this person and make them understand and make life understand. I have to be more successful so I could be happy. I have to let people know that I, I can make more money than the next door neighbor, have a bigger house or whatever it is. We have all of these things that we do because of the lie, the big lie. You know, everything the ego thinks is false. So whenever, to me, during the day, whenever I get, and we talked about these defects of character, jealous, envious, right? Jealousy, again, somebody has something better. You know, anytime I have those feelings, it's like I'm starting to say to myself, well, it all comes from self-centeredness and self-centered will. Not, not my higher consciousness will, not God's will, but through mine. And boy, is life so miserable. I'm telling you, the most you could be the most successful person in the world and be miserable because if you're basing it, actually, the more successful you are and the more, the more uh, you are, it's, it, ma it makes it more difficult for us to become spiritual, right? Another thing too is, you know, we're all coming to this program because we have these, we, we were looking for this answer in life and we want this spiritual thing. We came, the reason a lot of us came here is because we hit bottom, right? We all hit that bottom and that's the thing that got us and we're grateful for that. But because of that, I could tell you right now, when you get these steps in your life and you look around and you see so-called normal everyday people who you feel didn't have to come to these meetings after a while you start to realize that they're involved in the world and they're involved in the complexities and they're they're, they're the illusion of the world to a great extent and a lot of them aren't but most of them are and we didn't realize it you know it's like you know i use that example of the 90 pound weakling who works out weight weights and becomes very strong and mr america so i'm telling you you can become you know, we just wanted to get in here to think normally and be restored to sanity, but you can rise above that. And, you know, during your day, you know, we could have this happiness, blissfulness, and the way we attain that, here's how it's attained. And then step four talks about it. The defects of character are leaving out the sunlight of spirit. We don't let the sunlight in. Once we understand the concepts and we work these steps and we realize the falseness 
of our thinking and we wake up and we just have a different consciousness, then, you know, we're creating God's image to be happy, joyous, and free. There's no doubt about that. And when we wake up in the morning, if we're in fear and self-centeredness and being depressed, like maybe some of you are, that's all false. When we still realize that's just, just something we made up in our brain, because, you know, it's, it, when we change our thinking, the world around us changes. And it's very possible we can choose our thinking, but it, you know, 95% of things I worry about never happen. So the point being that we go around with these thinking and the whole world on our shoulders, it's not true. So I could wake up that way, but I know from working these steps in the program, from what I just said, it's not true. So even if today, if you're depressed or you're anxious and you're upset, you can at least say to yourself, it's not true. Let's uh, mute the line a second. So the thing is, is that these things are just not true. It's not, it's because it's, it's premise is false. When we get centered and we think of life and we, we get centered, then the whole, everything around us becomes a oneness. We see it through the eyes of a, our higher consciousness. The soul is always in there. We have the human side and we have the blissful thinking and happy, joyous and free. So when we bring a consciousness in, higher power, God, and we bring that power in, which we had in us all the time. You know, it says in our book, it was present in every man, woman, and child. It always, it's always been there. So that consciousness changes our thinking and we become to the point where we start to think and wake up. And, and if we are upset about something, we can know, and it's said in here, the truth from the false. We could laugh at it. We could, we could look at it and feel these emotions and just observe them and realize, look, it could be sentimental things that happened from the past. Actually, let me read exactly what a lot of them are. It tells us on page 52, the bedevilments. This is the way we act and it's when we come from the self. And I'll read from Bill's story. Let me read the bedevilments first, then I'll read from Bill's story. So it's called the bedevilments because the devil, a low way of thinking comes in. We want this higher consciousness, but this is the way we are. We were having trouble on page 52 in the middle of the page with personal relationships, right? We couldn't control emotional natures. We were prey to misery and depression. We couldn't make a living. We had the feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear. We were unhappy. We couldn't seem to be of real help to other people. The next paragraph talks about the answer. We talk about the spirituality and spiritual nature. So in this book, on every other paragraph or every sentence talks about the solution. But do we want to, so if we're, if we're unhappy now and we're upset and anxious or, you know, we're worrying, then we're not, then, then when we don't have the solution, we're in the problem. The, and, and the natural inclination, and when you hear, you go to meetings or people and, and trying to figure it out, makes the problem more real. So here's a solution. It, you know, in nowhere in this book does it talk, we do step four, we look at our defects of character. But in nowhere here does it say to analyze them. We make a list of our inventory because I, you know, it's interesting. I hear people always talking about um, they're going to figure it out or they're working on their problems or, but I, I don't see that when I do a five, six and seven, it says, once we acknowledge them, we go to a higher consciousness because the one who created the problem, which is me, cannot resolve the problem. So I, I can't resolve a problem that I created. So when we have these truths and this understanding, we work this instruction book here. It's all in the steps, all in the first part of this book. So it says here, and it says this many, many places in this book. It says, when we saw others solve their problems, like solve their problems, okay? 
So we're talking about here solving our problem. And it says it many times. Believe me, this is true. Working this book in the steps by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe. Being enlightenment, right? Getting out of the self. The self is the whole problem, the ego. When we're in the self, when we bring in this, you know, again, the self is so, so false. It's not true. Okay. It's what we interpret it as. How about this? One day you could feel one way about something. Next day you could feel another. Again, 10 people could be in a situation and everybody has a different interpretation. Some people enjoy, like with a person, some people say, well, that person is great. And you may say, well, I don't like that person. So it's our perception. If we change our perception, we can change all the things around us. You know, it, it talks about that on page 417. It's not so much what needs to be changed in the world. This is the end of the acceptance prayer, but what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. So again, this whole book. Okay, let me just finish reading the sentence here. So it says, by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe, we had to stop doubting, right? We needed faith. Faith will cure all of this stuff. Just faith in something else except me. I had faith, all right? It was me. I was faithful. And our ideas did not work, but the God idea did. The higher consciousness, the spirituality works. It's not about these everyday things. It's just not. And when we get that, we, this simple program, we realize it's about the higher consciousness. It could be the oneness, the creation, the beauty in life and we get out of self and lose self to find the self, then, then we're on our way. But if we continue to try to figure out our problems and our situations, if we try to figure out why we're in fear, why we're selfish, why we have this pride, jealousy, if we try to figure out how to get over that, we can't. But when we get centered and we have that, it has always been there. Again, the child who's always very happy, right? When we, it's our ego that's easing all of this joy and happiness out, blocking us out. It's all these, def, it's called defects of character. They're related. You know what the other name they call them? The seven deadly sins, right? Pride, envy, envy lust. You know, how about gluttony? Again, the change of thinking, the transformation. I don't want to speak to our addiction to food, right? Because I always bring that up a lot because that's a big problem. But again, all this attitude towards our, our addiction and the food and the, uh, alcohol all has to do with this perception that, again, something outside of us, the ego, we're feeding the ego. Every time you're overeating, you're eating above what God you know, wanted us to enjoy, enjoyment in life and eating the wrong foods. Our whole society is, is all kinds of wrong foods, 25, 50 ingredients, most of them poison. Again, I bring this up with the water. This is what God wanted us to give. I also have an apple here, a banana to enjoy that and in life too. So the food is related to life, to enjoy life, to enjoy people, to enjoy nature, okay? But when I'm in the self with the ego, with the, you know, with people, with food, with lust or gluttony or pride, pride is the number one, all has to do. So this whole thing with faith in a higher consciousness, again, that consciousness was inside of us. We chose, it's, it's our fault. It's everything is our fault and I'll tell you why. Because the, it says the inventory is ours. If we're in a situation when we're in our addiction, it's because of our thinking. It says here in the big book, if our thinking would change, then the allergy to food become academic, right? You know, so when we get over the spiritual malady, we wake up mentally and physically. We change mentally and physically. So again, this to, to get it and to have the light come on, it, it's the whole thing here, what what, what we're talking about here is this transformation. And believe me, it's true. 
And, and to, to tell you what a transformation is like, if we go to page 25, and I'll read it shortly, and on page 25, this is the answer here. Okay, on page 24, tells us the problem. It's telling us, like we were just saying in italics on 24, okay, the fact is, is, is that most alcoholics, compulsive overeaters, other addicted people, for reasons yet obscured, have lost the power. We lost the power. See, we don't have any power. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. That's what the we agnostics is all about. This is the truth, right? So people, you could sit here and say, you know, you have different feelings and you're still trying to figure it out. You know, figuring out is not one of the steps. No, you can't figure this out. You can't get rid of your defects of character. You can't work on them. We can acknowledge them. And then step five says they're cast out. Just, you know, knowing the truth, right? I don't have to know how to figure something out. I just have to know the truth is that the truth from the false. The truth is that my thinking is wrong and off. It all has to come from me and my self-centeredness. But again, I have that soulful side, that spiritual side. And when I bring that in and I have through prayer, meditation, being still, you know, they say like being still is, is the answer to, um, if you're quiet and still, let me see, I have a quote on that here. Um, okay, here it is. The mind, listen to this one. I'm happy I found this. The mind that is still, the whole universe surrenders. To the mind that is still, the whole universe surrenders. You know, this reminds me of this. I was in meetings with, um, actually there was a few nuns there. And, and one of the nuns used to say when she would share, was it an AA meeting? She would say, just sit. Right? And and that you know that that says it all. When we're quiet and still, we don't have to figure it out. The, you know all the you know. I had this quote from the other day that says nobody can teach us something because we already know it all. Intuitively, we'll know. And it talks about this in nine step promises. All the answers are inside of us. The answers to all our problems we can intuitively know. We don't have to ask ten people. We don't have to ask our sponsor. We don't have to sponsor a thousand people. But, you know, and I found this to be very true. I used to go to meetings. Here's another thing that happened. I'd go to the meetings, and what happened was I would be miserable. I mean, I, at the meeting, I would talk about my problems, and then I would be happy for a while, you know? And then the next 23 hours, I'd be upset because I, I was in the problem, as they say, not in the solution, right? But, you know, what, you know, a few times I couldn't go to the meetings. What I did is I said, okay, let me pick up the big book. Let me read it. And you know, it was a thousand times more useful because I was reading the solution, okay? I wasn't in the problem. And then I started to go to meetings and I talked about the solution. And the next, I wasn't miserable the next 23 hours a day, I became happy. And I bring this with me and we have a 10 step where we go back and we review our day. And I know that anytime I'm one of these things, irritable, discontent, they call it restless, irritable, discontent, it's because I'm back into the self, I'm thinking about me. You know, me and my little plans, my little designs, how I'm going to live life. Well, from the, if everybody else in the whole world would only act right, I'd be happy. What a miserable, miserable way to live. And I wondered why I was depressed. I thought, you know, that I had to be somebody or do something. Or at the time I was having difficulty with work, with my life, with my living. And, and, and I depended on people for my happiness. You know, in uh, the family and the family, um, helping others in the chapter and the other chapters too. 
and to wives. They talk about these people and they say to the alcoholic, they had family. They didn't have a family job and no job, but they could be happy. They could find a solution. And he told the wives and to wives, no matter the husbands were cheating on them, the husbands were losing all the, uh, the money, the children, all kinds of problems, uh, unfaithful. So they said, you could be happy. So that's a lesson we can learn. And now it's vice versa also. I mean, it could be man or woman, whoever the alcoholic is in a situation or whatever, you know, but it's related to all of our situations. Again, they were talking to the wives who they weren't the alcoholics, but they were in a bad situation. So our lives can, the whole thing, it's all of this thinking we have is step two said we had to be restored to sanity, but it gave us the answer through this higher consciousness. So if, if we're unhappy now, it's all coming from the false ego. It's just, it's the falseness, you know, on page, um, oh, it's gonna, I'll read page, first I'll read page two, uh, 62. Selfishness on page 62, self-centeredness, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion. Now the important word here is self-delusion. Whenever I'm upset, it's self-delusional because we can accept everything in life. Look, we came from dust, we're going to dust, but when we put that importance on ourselves, it's, it's a lie. So the thing that really helps me is that during the day, if I get upset, I just know it's not true. If I'm depressed or I, I'm worried about something, even my health, whatever it could be, this it's only coming from the ego, the self. It's not true. It's a lie because it's an illusion the mind portrays. And the reason, again, is because if we change our thinking, we won't think that way. It all has to do with our thinking. We can put it on a higher level, not that low level being in like, you know, the self, self-centeredness and self-pity. When I talk about my problems, that's being in self-pity, selfishness, self-centeredness. It says here, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. And it says in the next paragraph, so our troubles we think are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves. So I had to know where the problem came from in order to resolve it. Uh, itself will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so above everything we must get rid of the selfishness so he's so uh, i was going to read page 25 on page 25 it says and again the, the chapter is called there is a solution right for some reason okay and, and there is a solution it says when therefore in the middle of the page near the top sort of we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved. Many times in this book and Bill's story, whatever says the problem had been solved. The problem isn't just, it's a design for living. It's not just the alcohol and addiction to food. It will solve all of the problems in our life. And it's all the problems in our life are related to our addictions and our addictions are related to everything else in our life. It's all the same thing. It's being egocentric. When I eat more food, I'm feeding the ego. The ego say, oh, I know how to be happy and everything. I just have more material things. And the same with more money, more success, more trying to control people, right? We try to control people in life so that we can, so we can feel happy because if we don't control them, the whole world's going to fall apart. But, you know, it's not true. And, and we can't control people anyway. So there's only one who has all that power and it's not us. And when we try to take that power on, that's when we become very miserable. We can, we can stop fighting anyone or anything talks about it in a 10-step promises. So let me read on here. There was nothing left for us to do but pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. Again, it talks about, in the doctor's opinion, Bill's story, Bill talked about he was in the morass, his quicksand, and he was at the jumping off point. And they started to realize 
the solution is a spiritual one. A spiritual solution means the higher power, the higher consciousness. We found much of heaven. We were rocketed into the fourth dimension, right? The fourth dimension of existence we had not even dreamed of. So this is really possible. And in our relationship to our addictions, to get down to the whole thing with, um, with our alcohol, drugs, and food, and people being addicted to people, we, we have a new consciousness, being reborn. Step three talks about that. Right before the third step prayer, it says being reborn. In consciousness, having that understanding that we have a, a soul, a happiness, a joy and freedom within us. The reason we're upset and miserable is because we took it upon ourselves with our intellect. Again, for example, I always use this example, a puppy dog, every day they say it wakes up the happiest day of their life because God gave us this intellect. They don't have that intellect, but we misuse it. It's called self-will run riot. So we have to get rid of that old self, the old way of thinking, being renewed and reborn, the way we were meant to be naturally. Same with the food. Naturally, we're meant to eat healthy foods. Now, let me get into that for a minute. And then the corporations and the people came in and they gave us all of these nasty foods to get us addicted. They advertise it on TV. So this 12-step program, they call the food, I know a lot of people and they call it the white uh, sugar, the white powders, as opposed to like cocaine or heroin, right? Or speed or it's, it's, but a lot of people who've been addicted to those drugs say it's the, they call it the final frontier, meaning that when you, you work these steps, you know, people say, well, let's talk more about the food. And I, I could talk all about that all day long, but the answer is in the steps and this program, having that spiritual awakening, looking at the food differently, having that conceptual change, not wanting, and you know, those gloopy drinks and having something fresh and God given the same with the fruit and natural stuff, you know, with the natural foods and um, to me, it's always one ingredient in the food. That's the way I go. And that's through God consciousness. You know, it talks, there are quotes throughout the Bible, even when you read it and you, you have that conceptual change and, and, and get, you know, and the reason people do it is because, again, food is another materialistic thing. That's why very spiritual people fast, right? They fast because they want to have that uh, feeling of consciousness, that change in perception and thinking. So anyway, um, I wanted to have that change, that shift, and in relation to our addictions and to, to the way people treat us and, what, and what's going on in life, and also understanding these concepts. You know, it's a simple program, again, very, very simple for complicated people. So it says here on page 25, we have found much of heaven, we have been rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. The great fact is just this, and nothing less that we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences, which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Our whole attitude, the shift, the shift in thinking towards life, towards people. Uh, this has commenced to accomplish those things for us, which we could never do by ourselves, right? We can never do those by ourselves. Our best thinking got us here. The more we try to do it, the worse it gets because we're making it the situation more real. That's the same with diets. What do diets do? We're saying that if we control it, right? If we can do it, but 95% of the time it doesn't work. And that 5% of people who do finally maybe achieve some success with that, they're miserable. And, and it's just not a way to live. We need a new design for living. And it tells us here, our new attitude towards our fellows, towards God's universe, the central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that a creator 
has entered our hearts in a way which is indeed miraculous. That shift, that change in thinking, the transformation it talks about here. This is the solution here. And then the page before it talked about the problem that no matter what we couldn't, it says, we couldn't put sufficient force, the memory of suffering, humiliation of even a week or a month ago, we were at defense against the first drink. So we had that, we couldn't, we had no defense against it because our crazy, our mind, we had to realize was crazy. Step two said we had to be restored to sanity, right? What does it say? Step two, came to believe a power great in ourselves could restore to sanity. And step three talks about, like I'm talking about here, the solution, made a decision to turn our will in our lives. So that perception change in relation to our addiction, to what's going on in our lives, with situations, it could be with people, it could be with anything. When we have that shift, that perception change, then all the, the, the love, tolerance, patience, enjoyment, blissfulness, happiness comes in because that's the way we are naturally. When you get, you'd be surprised when, and you know, when you get rid of these defects of character and that's why the promises come in and what the promises say, right? Uh, and, and definitely the 10 step promises. Let me read that quickly and then we'll go to the shares. You know, I'll just, you know, it's saying to us, this is what happens. And I've seen people, I know my own life, this is what happens. The 10 step promises say, we have ceased fighting anyone or anything. That's just what we're talking about. For by this time, sanity will have returned. So if I understand that I'm the, Bob is the problem, and then I can get to the solution. I always thought everything else was the problem. Everything, the material things, everything outside of myself. We will seldom be interested in liquor or food. For tempted, we recoil it from a, as a hot flame, right? So before I couldn't recoil. Why? Because I didn't have a solution. Now I, I don't have to fight it anymore. I can recoil. I say, well, I don't need that, right? I don't need that drink. I don't need that drug. I don't need that food because I have a better way. So it makes it much easier. I can recoil and understand that I can go to a, a spirituality, right? A spiritual thinking, the bread of, of from God or higher power, spiritual bread. Because the, the material things are trying to do the same thing. We're trying to be happy through materialism, but it never works, right? The more we have, the more we want. Uh, we react sanely and normally. That's the whole thing we're talking about, that step two. And we will find this will happen automatically. We will see that our new attitude towards liquor, towards food has given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. Now, here's a really important thing. Then we'll go to the shares. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. So all the time we try with our addictions to swear them off with people, with food, with alcohol. We had to swear it off, swear it off, right? That was through the self and the ego. But here it's offering the solution. So, and it says the last sentence, and then we'll go, that is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. So anyway, with that, we'll go, I, I'm gonna put in the, um, 